Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance, it's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. This is Devin Leary, and I am eating my lunch. Sorry if you have to hear that. We welcome you to eat your lunch with Devin. Thank you. We need to talk about this because it's really her day. And when I say her day, I'm talking about Rihanna. She is pregnant. Her pregnancy pictures are her in a pink puffer jacket with Aesop Rocky hugging her. Speechless. I, 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 my first, my first thought was I need to get pregnant now. It was as if she's such a trendsetter that I was like, the new trend is getting pregnant and wearing jewels over your tummy. The jewels, oh my God. So I was having a serious, serious... I've been doing this thing that I do where I overextend myself and commit to like too many things to the extent that like I can't even focus on one thing enough as it deserves. And so I was like struggling, struggling, struggling to focus this morning. And I'm like, okay, put the phone down. Like I'm not going to look at Instagram. Of course, the one time I decided to do that, I the next time I open Instagram, I see this bejeweled. It was it was so funny because, you know, when you open stories on Instagram and you can see like in between if you like click on the story to switch to the next one, you can see everyone's lined up. It was like three different people (laughs) had posted just this photo because it's so iconic. She looks so happy. She looks stunning. It's everything I've ever wanted out of a celebrity. Yeah pregnancy announcement first of all second of all it's akin to and sort of reminds me of even though i i think these two people should never be compared but i will say one thing kylie jenner has done right in her life (laughs) is that she she posted her full pregnancy video on the day of the super bowl and i (laughs) last night 
I guess the the only way I know this is because yesterday my neighbors I heard cheering and and freaking out and I realized it was because the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. God uh, only knows. God only knows. But guess who cares about the Bengals now? Not a single, because Rihanna posted Rihanna Jr. is coming, and in NFL season, I love when celebrities make baby announcements. I completely agree. I also loved when Hillary's DNC speech, Beyonce posted vacation pics throughout the whole thing. Yep. I was like, okay, interesting, interesting. Beyonce so badly did not want to be with her. Remember, like, the day before the election, Beyonce finally posted, like, all right, I'm with her, like, Hillary. (laughs) Because she was like, I don't want to stand with this bitch. Like, I'll say stuff against Trump, but I will not stand with her. And then at the last second... She did, which I was like, thank you. But also, like, I understand why you wouldn't want to stand with her. Also, let's just say what needs to be said. If Taylor Swift does not take her music off Spotify, everything in Miss Americana, the documentary, was a lie. Everything she's been saying about how she was forced not to make political statements was a lie. It's in your power. If you don't do this, Taylor Swift, then you care more about money than you do about people. God bless. It's true for a lot of artists, especially ones who have indefensible amounts of money and fandom. A lot of artists can't take their music off Spotify, and yeah. I understand. Like me. But, like, for instance, our podcast. But, <laughs> Taylor, you are going to be okay. Selena, you'll be good. Beyonce, you'll be fine. I think Miley should because Miley went on Joe Rogan's podcast, and although Ooh. she could... Although, no, 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 she did confront him. She did confront him. I forget what she confronted him about, but it's like she went on. It was like, you're an asshole, which, okay, great. Demi Lovato went on and like smoked weed with him. They should take their music off Spotify. Like, I'm sorry, but Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, like, crickets. Like, (laughs) who who is devastated? They lost. They made Spotify lose like millions of dollars. Okay, well, maybe it's just in my circles. I was like, don't see this making <laughs> a dent. It's definitely in your circles. You and Beth Cohen are not being like, oh, what the? Where am I going to listen to my Neil Young? I was listening to Neil Young last night. Oh, so this is what you listen. So so Beth was right. Beth was like, Caroline is a Joni Mitchell fan. Speaking of which, Miley also went on. What's the Barstool Sports show for girls? Oh, fucking Christ. Uh, daddy's home. <laughs> it's not daddy's, daddy's home. home. <laughs> Call me daddy. It's called me daddy's home. Call me daddy. It is the a title is revolting. One day I went down a hole reading about some feud with the call her daddies. And I went to their Instagram profiles, the hosts. When I saw the men who I follow, who also follow those girls. Yes, I did judge you. Yes, I did. It was earned. You deserved it. Well, it's like how Whitney Cummings goes on the Joe Rogan podcast. She would do that. I'm like, well, come on, people. Come on. She's like, oops, I accidentally showed up to Joe Rogan's podcast completely naked. Benton. <laughs> it's shocking. It's shocking. Another thing I can't look away from, though. I cannot look away. She posted a picture with like her getting back together with her ex-boyfriend. And it was like, be honest. Admit when you're wrong. Stay away from your ego. I was like, this guy obviously hates when you post about him. I, I don't even post a picture of the guy I'm dating because I don't want like to freak him out. And she's posting stuff like forgive yourself, forgive others with a picture of them in bed together. I did get forgive yourself, forgive others tattooed on my ace. 
Um, okay. <laughs> so wait, yesterday, this is the extent to which my brain is asking me for a break and therefore like fizzles out until I'm fully on Instagram and don't remember how I got there. But someone I know posted and tagged a friend of theirs, someone I've never met, literally never met this person means nothing to me, clicked on this person's profile, saw they had wedding pics up, obviously oh, scrolled yeah. through the wedding pics, obviously went to the person's husband who again yes i have zero connection to i've never met this person i know nothing about them i'm on the husband's profile i'm looking seeing the husband has never once posted a photo of the wife meanwhile the wife has posted several photos of him i'm like he doesn't give a fuck about the wife okay their marriage is unequal why is this happening why does a woman like this who i know i've never met know nothing about but she is very beautiful she seems talented why is she with this man who's posting Photos of himself in a hoodie in the rain that are dark and moody, but not a single photo with his brand new wife. Something's wrong. And that's where I landed. And I, I'll never find out more because I it's not again, these people, they have nothing to do with me. But well, I think it's weird that you're describing this as like a phenomenon. I'm constantly on accounts of people I do not know, don't care about a fleeting thought, sometimes a memory. I'll remember someone from middle school and think I need to go investigate and see what they're up to. And I'm now of the age where a lot of them are married. A lot of them are having babies. And yes, then I go deep. Then I need to know what their partner does. Then I need to know what their wedding looked like. Then I need to know, you know, their anniversary posts, what they say. And could I devote this time to growing as a person artistically, philanthropically, is that a word? No, I I can't. This is a part of my life, okay? We are in a pandemic. I cannot analyze people's relationships out at big group dinners. Give me this. It brings me peace. And I think this is a great introduction to our topic today, which is another reality universe that Devin has brought into my life, another piece of the Bravo Marvel universe, which is Summer House. And I know it's going to be very complicated to explain the premise of the show, but basically it's a bunch of 34 year olds getting drunk, 20 to 35 year olds getting drunk in a house together in a summer house. Mm, Try 30 to 45 year olds. (laughs) That is the incredibly complicated Christopher Nolan style inception universe that this show is about. There's many layers When I say there's many layers, I mean there's two floors and there's beer pong on one and people cuddling in the bed on the other floor talking about what's going on in the parties downstairs. And again, I think it's a symptom of the pandemic that I crave this. It's also, I think, Devin, you'll identify with this. I don't drink, so I like watching stuff like this because it definitely, if 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 I wasn't sober, I would definitely be playing beer pong while it was still daylight with a bunch of red-faced guys in white polo shirts on 4th of July. Yeah, their parties always look like such hell to me. But we would be there, and I have been there. But we would be there, and I have been there, and you will catch me in the background of a couple shots. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, we've talked about Winter House. Now we're talking about Summer House. I recommended Summer House once as a highbrow, midbrow, lowbrow. You can guess which category it was in. (laughs) And I did talk about the statement of Paul Shear on the podcast Bitch Sesh, which I totally agree with which is that this is a real world era style Mm. show where it's just a bunch of people in a house and it gives us something we need it's vintage it's it's important and 
the crazy thing is I've been with these people for maybe starting in 2014 or 15 and now it's 2022. I don't know how to do math, but that's a long time. A and long so time. I've been with them. I've seen them through these journeys and it's helpful because the winter house edition makes it so that very little time has passed since the last time we saw these people. After we watched Winter House, I did watch Amanda and Kyle's wedding take place on Instagram. I I followed their wedding hashtag. I looked at every single Instagram story that was taken there. And at the time, somehow, somehow, because I wanted hope so badly, times were dark. I wanted to grasp onto some straw of something so badly that I told myself, Amanda is happy on her wedding day. <laughs> I told myself that. Oh, I la- how I laugh and laugh. <laughs> and now we come to summer. So it's like, basically, we saw this wedding on Instagram. We, I'm like, me and everybody else who obviously did the same thing and watched every single the story. Community. Me the and community. the Bravo community. The community as a whole, we watched this wedding take place. And now we're seeing what led up to the wedding. And it's like some, it is like Christopher Nolan. It's like Tenet. It's like, okay, you see the wet. It's like, I don't, I actually don't know what happened in Tenet, but I saw it, but I don't know what happened. But basically I think it was like, everything's, but I literally have no idea. So whoever's listening is probably going to be like, wow, she's fucking stupid. But I think it was that everything was happening in like reverse or something. So that's so hard to say. So that's exactly like this. It's happening in reverse. We're seeing the before the wedding, after we saw the wedding and it is fucking dark, you guys. You guys, if everyone had a reality show before their wedding, though, I think I'm not making this up. These are real statistics. I think 80% of them are fucked up. I mean, I've seen minimum four specifically shows leading up to a wedding. Like Bravo had shows leading up to Tamara Judge's wedding, leading up to Bethany's wedding, leading up to Candy's wedding from Atlanta. Like I've seen a lot of these leading up to situations. This is one of the darkest I've seen. I can't say it's the darkest because then you've got (laughs) Sheena. You got Sheena and her ex on Vanderpump Rules. That was dark. He was like doing like painkillers and stuff. Let's... Uh, get back to the house in the Hamptons summer house and Amanda and Kyle, for those of you who don't know um, are a couple. They work together on a hard tea called lover boy. I've read reviews of it. I don't think it's supposed to be that great. And, but the packaging, which is Amanda's a graphic designer is what she does is supposed to be adorable and it's cute. Now they're together. Kyle is obviously an alcoholic I think hard drinker gives him too much of a break, wouldn't you say? Strong agree. And they started as a fuckboy arrangement. He would call her for a booty call. She now is a fiance. And my theory on the relationship is that whenever a relationship starts in the way that you're hoping a guy will call, oh my gosh, I got a text. Oh my gosh, I got a phone call. You are in the wrong perspective where you think that you are not the picker, that you are lucky to be chosen. So then, and I've experienced this, you end up in a relationship with this person. And once the relationship starts, it's like, phew, look what I pulled off. And then suddenly it's like, wait, I have to be with this guy. You didn't pick him actively. You thought that you were the one who needed to be chosen. So what we're seeing with Amanda and Kyle is now they're engaged. Amanda seems miserable. Most of the time when she's talking to him, she's asking him to stop talking. I don't think she likes him in the slightest. And so now I'm in the position, which I never wanted to be in, where I'm feeling bad for Kyle, who 
is just a complete dud. I mean, one of my favorite parts of one of the episodes is that 4th of July is coming up. And he's like, 4th of July is, he's always buzzed. And he's like, 4th of July is like my favorite holiday. First of all, it's America's birthday. And this other girl in the house goes, are you about to cry? <laughs> and he did look emotional. He he cries a lot. He gets drunk and cries yes. a lot. He gets yes. drunk and falls asleep places a lot. We are not judging. We are only saying that that is someone who may not be ready to get married. He No, he acts like a child. Like, I would be disgusted by him, too. Her vibe towards him is disgust. Repulsed. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So, yeah, I... I, I I propose the idea of doing an episode where we just deep dive into their relationship because I remember when she was like the girl, he called at 2 a.m. And then he was like summer hookup, made it official. And then he eventually cheated on her because he got drunk and it like was this total, you know, devastation in their relationship. But they stayed together, obviously. And here they still are. And at one point he was like, my mom cheated on my dad, too. Like people cheat on. And it was like, (laughs) what the fuck? So I totally agree with you where it's like they were in this, she was in this, please pick me. Then he picked her. Then it was this drama of like, oh my God, he cheated on her. And of course, suddenly he's like, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Please be with me. So then he proposes to her and she won't get married to him. Their wedding has been being planned for like a really long time and they just don't do it because of her, which is wise of her. But First of all, Paige and Sierra need like an actual TV show that is a rom-com of their life. They're so watchable. They're so funny. I love their dynamic together. I feel like they're both so cute. And I'm just like, I fucking love you. Like, I love them. I've never related to a dynamic more than them watching their friend in this relationship and being like, okay, we have to get her out of it. And there's a moment in one of the first two episodes where... It's like Paige sees an opening with Amanda where Amanda's like, I'm starting to question things. And Paige literally gets closer to her and is like, listen, it's better to do something now than regret it 10 years later. You can get like that moment when your friend opens up the door of like, I'm thinking of leaving. And you're like, listen, it's time we talk about some things. She says it's less scary to call off a wedding than wake up in 15 years and realize you ruined your life. Yep. And it's like. It's not like Kyle is talking about simmering down at all. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is the thing too, and I think it goes along with what I was saying before about being the 2 a.m. phone call girl and suddenly being in the relationship and and realizing the reality of that. Thinking that you basically earned your spot and then being like, wait, where am I? But I also think that when your relationship is in crisis all the time, you don't have time to experience it. Yep. So you're constantly like, okay, well, we need to figure this out. We're in this fight. Okay, I am. Okay, I do love the move. He gets wasted, goes out till 3 a.m. alone, and she throws his shit all over the bathroom, which I was like, thank you for the chaos. Like, I've been waiting for you to show up for us. Thank you for this chaos. She takes his luggage in a brilliant move I would have never been able to think of in the heat of the moment. She puts it on the porch love it's it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous message i really did like it, it, is. it i was is. like oh my gosh if it were me i would just be crying and talking to my friends in bed but she is uh, like i'm actually gonna choose revenge tonight i and loved. i i loved 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 that energy but you don't get in those moments in those it was in those chaotic moments you don't get to think like am i bonding with this person am i growing with this person am i having any fun with this person and also <laughs> They are very mean to each other. They see the meanest things. She always tells him to stop talking. He does my biggest pet peeve, which guys don't do to me because I truly don't spend time with guys that are this stupid. But he'll do stuff like, Amanda said, let's buy a house. Buy a house, Kyle. Yeah. But I need to do some more work. Amanda like wants me to buy a house, but like she doesn't understand finances. When a guy does an imitation of your voice as like if he's an eighth grader imitating a girl, it makes me insane. It's horrible. And also she's like, why did you stay up till 3 a.m. and not answer my calls? Very clearly a problem on his part. And he turns tries to turn it around by being like, what are you talking about? Like, I do everything you say. I'm not allowed to just let loose. Like, he's always talking about the stress of his business. It's like, you decided to have a hard tea business. If it's difficult, <laughs> that's your problem. Like, you didn't have to do that. Because he's always saying she doesn't want to work hard. She doesn't work hard enough in their business. Like, it's like you're hungover most of the time. You're wearing a mullet wig at parties. I know. But so he, he his whole argument is like, I'm not going to go to therapy if she is going to keep having the same fight over and over. Like, basically, she keeps bringing up the same problem over and over again, and it's annoying him. And why does he have to go to therapy if she's going to just keep? And it's like, so you're revealing that she made you go to therapy, which means you fucked up big time. Then you're also saying that, like, because she keeps bringing up the same argument, that's what's wrong. He's the one who causes the argument because he goes out till 3 a.m. and doesn't respond to her. 
Destiny's Child warned us about him. They warned us about him years ago. And yeah. it doesn't sound like she listened. Which brings me to my argument, which is that she's the real asshole in the relationship because he's not changing. Right. If you are asking someone to change who has an inability to change, then you are creating conflict for no reason. That's on you. That's you're wasting the time. You have to either accept someone or move on. I mean, if someone is willing to go to therapy with you and work it out, that's one thing, but it doesn't sound like at one point he crawls into his bed alone. He's like, I'm not the one who needs a fucking therapist. Yeah. And it's like, he doesn't want to change. He doesn't want to, you know, quit drinking or mellow out or any of it. And so she's the one who's just being mean in a relationship. I mean, they're both mean to each other. He does tell her at one point that she's about as fun as a piece of fucking wood which yeah. again, deal breaker. Men can't talk to me that way. Yeah. It's been work for me to have higher standards of how a guy should be treating me. I at least know that a guy has to be polite to me. He can't be mean to me. He can't criticize me. He can't say shit like that. No way. No, 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 no. I at least know that if it got to the point where the only way my parents agreed for to pay for my wedding which she did basically reveal her parents are paying for her full wedding was which, okay but it if it got to the point where they were like we'll pay for this if he signs a contract that if he doesn't get his drinking together or if he ever like fucks you over again which clearly happens all the time then we want all of our money back for the wedding and he has to pay it to them if it got to that point yeah Hopefully I'd be taking a step back. So then like the day after this whole thing, the morning of her face is swollen from crying. For me, I'm like strong relate, strong relate. Yeah. And then he immediately decides to go to a brewery with Carl, his friend. And he's like, I'm going to the brewery and like gaslights her, thinks she's being overdramatic, whatever. And then they have this party for, I guess it was 4th of July. It could have been anything because he wears the mullet wig and patriotic colors <laughs> a lot of the time. But... They have this party and she's doing this again, another type of revenge move where she's like, I'm going to look super hot and get guys to pay attention to me in front of you. And it's like she did look really hot because she's extremely hot as a person. But that was the level of turmoil in their relationship that he didn't even notice. He was like I, he was just complaining dead eyed like, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to like make it. I don't know. Like crying. And it's like he doesn't even see that she's like this so hot dancing in front of all these other guys because they're at the point where they can't be attracted to each other anymore because they hate each other so much. Yeah, it's just constant passive aggression. And I I, I want to go back to what you were saying about Paige and Sierra, because I really think that they are, are, are living their best lives. And one of my favorite parts about this show thus far is that usually on reality TV, we see a guy balancing two girls, or at least that's been my experience. Most real worlds, the guy is the one who has a girlfriend back home. And in this, we get the joy, the absolute pleasure of watching Paige balance Andreas, the Italian, and this guy, Craig, who, I don't know, looks like he voted for Trump. Um, okay, I I I like Craig. I don't think he's good enough for Paige, but I, I've watched Southern Charm. All, no, 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 obviously. I would. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely would hook up with Craig. Um, but he's not good enough for Paige, but go ahead. But... I at one point there's a preview for a future episode where they're like well what are you going to do about Andreas and Craig and like what if they have like get mad at each other and Paige goes not my problem yep and I thought yes 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 this is this is the direction that you should be in this is where you should be right now 
Yeah, they're living Summer House the way Summer House is meant to be lived. I love to hear your perspective on Amanda and Kyle, Carolina, because I was like, I'm with Paige and Sierra. Like, I'm in the bed with these girls. I think Amanda is way too good for Kyle. Why is she right. Why is she with him and all this stuff? But you have pointed out Amanda also has a role in it. And as you noted, Sierra had the wisest statement about their relationship, which is this red flag has fucking fireworks. And so love poetry. There's there's some complicity in Amanda not seeing the fireworks or seeing them and then punishing Kyle for them, but not leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you're asking someone to change over and over again and they're not, that's on you and that's actually kind of mean. He can't quit drinking, so you're just sticking around and yelling at him about it? He's going to hate himself and he, you know, he he seems like he does a little bit. He's also just cheesy. Like, even when he's sober, she seems annoyed by him. And one of the more cringeworthy parts of the show is when they're in a car. The guys are driving... um, Lindsay around Lindsay's um the 35 year old who got so much botox that she looks like she's 60 yeah but um i i do like her i do identify with her she has gone through trauma i am feeling for her but um at one point she's talking about how she's like gone down on a girl and the guys describe it earmuffs for the children the guys ask her if she's a munched box before mm-hmm. which i was like are you sophomores in high school high school yeah and then Lindsay's like yeah i have and a girl's gone down on me too and a kyle amanda's not there clearly says like oh my god i have like the hardest boner thinking about this right now <laughs> i was like are you a child are you a child this is the man oh you're my marrying god i know this is the man you're i know marrying. it's He's really marriage tough material. i don't think he even wants to be marriage material it's tough. He's definitely New Jersey marriage material. No offense to the Jersey listeners, but like he's definitely a guy on the golf course who has a wife. But it's like you wouldn't want to be the wife, you know? The kind it's, of guy it, who's like, guess who has a boner? Boner yeah. alert. Like I he's, heard about a lesbian boner alert. I heard about a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, he's he is definitely husband material because it doesn't take a lot to be husband material. It's much harder to be a wife than it is to be oh a husband. Oh my god. What is wife like what does that even mean, wife material? It means sacrificing your entire life. I think it means like putting up with absolute horse shit and not making too much of a noise about it and getting a juicy couture sweatshirt that says like Mrs. Carter on the back. Ooh, the 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 latter does sound attractive. <laughs> The person I know, the only person I know who still wears Juicy, I am currently on a Zoom with and staring at and recording a podcast with. Ooh, mm. yeah. A quick mention, an honorary mention for Alex, a new cast member who I do not think has The guy been... who eats turkey? Wait, I don't I... think he's ever seen a reality TV show. All he talks about is what he's eating. I hate him. I actually fucking hate him. And I'm sorry. I know he said like six words. But don't come for other people for living the way they want to live. He's like making fun of them for eating bacon. He's so boring. He brings nothing to the show besides judging people for eating bacon. Like that's his storyline. So what? And at one point it kind of was like, ooh, is Sierra going to flirt with him? I was like, I hope to fucking God she does not. I know that she has lowered her standards to think like Austin's so funny and like Carl is hot. It's like she could do so much better than any of them. 
But when it seemed like she was going to have like a flirty moment with him, I was so glad when it like went away because she was like, okay, you're clearly a psycho about food and I don't have time for that. I don't think he has time for a relationship because when you're that focused on food, as we both know from having an eating disorder, there's not a lot of brain power left for pursuing a romantic relationship. He's also wearing muscle tees, which Sierra calls out like, oh, that guy's hot, but he's wearing muscle tees. And that's it's an issue. It's it's the newsboy cap, you know, like you don't understand what you're doing to your sex appeal right now, but it's um, non-existent. Also, people, it is a, a symptom that needs to be spoken about of eating disorders as someone with an eating disorder in recovery, a symptom is being boring. Cause yes, to, like Carolina wow, said, that's true. Talking about food is really boring and most mm. people don't want to talk about it all the time. Most people don't care that there's 45 calories in a tablespoon of something. Like most people do not give a fuck about that. Mm, that makes me hungry. And it makes you very boring. So just think about that if you're out there. I want there. a spoonful of cashew butter just from you saying that. And yes, cashew butter, because guess what? Recovering from eating disorder can't eat peanut butter. So my recovery, and I'm not saying this sarcastically, <laughs> from eating disorder is going really well. I'm like seven, ten year, seven to ten years in remission. It's it's a beautiful thing. And, and that's an, another shout out to anyone who feels like this is their life. Because I completely agree with what Devin just said. And... I also couldn't concentrate when I had an eating disorder because without getting too graphic, I, I knew that after I ate, I would have to throw up soon. So I, I would be in conversations or at sleepovers or whatever. And in my head be like, where is a bathroom? I have to be in my own bathroom right. to throw up. Where am I going to go? Da, 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 da. I remember a friend driving me home once to get to my house. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to throw up from the meal I ate last night. So I was just so anxious and angry the whole time. Yeah. It makes it, you're not a very good companion. And, and when I, did go to rehab and when I did come out of rehab and was out of that state, I became very creative. I became very outgoing. I became so radically accepting of small tits, a little belly, um, flat butt, all of these different parts about me, I became really in love with and it opened up my world. So that's a complete long passionate sidetrack about how there is recovery possible and you become less like Alex who just wants to talk about how much turkey he needs to eat. I want you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So let's move on to Lindsay, who Carolina wrote down this moment that is so funny where she says they did a flash. They did some sort of montage about like her past relationships. And one was a clip of her saying, how many sandwiches have you made for me? (laughs) She's yelling at her ex-boyfriend. How many sandwiches have you made for me? How many sandwiches have you made for me? How many sandwiches have you made for me? And without knowing the context, you know the context, right? You don't even have to watch the show. You understand that tells you the whole story of the relationship. That really tells the history of feminism, all the waves that encompasses. It does. But unfortunately, the context makes it worse when you were there for the context. So she had this boyfriend, Stephen, like kind of boring, but perfectly nice, very kind would come to the house with her every weekend, clearly someone who agreed to be on reality TV, even though he doesn't care about it, but he she wanted it, so he would be happy to do it. And she actually started dating him after a period of dating Carl. They had a toxic breakup, and she started dating this guy, Steven, perfectly nice. Her beef with him was that last season of Summer House, he had a job working from home, and she would get angry that he was working all the time. Oh, and she would be like, why are you not partying with me? And he did ask her to make a sandwich for him while he was working once. And yes, that has bad connotations, but it very much was like, okay, this man is very nice and agreeing to be on a TV show to make you happy, even though he clearly has a job and is working all the time and you're mad that he's working. It actually was very akin to Danielle in this season getting mad at her boyfriend who came and cooked an entire like clam bake for like 150 people for 4th of July. And then she gets mad at him for like not hanging out. Oh my out. God. At one point she was like, he's still, oh my God, he's still making food for people. He's still making food for people. As if she was saying, as he's just did another line of cocaine. She's like, he's still boiling crabs <laughs> for people. You invited him there to boil crabs. Like he's a chef. Like what the fuck? It, that was an interesting relationship to me too, because I identified with her and that she just wants him around all the time. Like she's like, I love him. 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 Very much attachment um, style, very much the insecure attached, which I identify with. But then all he says to her is like, I can't be around all the time and we have to be okay with that. And she's like, okay, whoa, what are you yeah. doing right now? Why are she you goes, so What's negative? going on with him? What's going on with him today? <laughs> I'm like, wow, it really, uh, those of us, and I say us, including myself with it, with an insecure attachment style, don't understand that proximity doesn't equal healthy relationship, doesn't equal love. Like, yeah, I I remember I had a boyfriend in my early 20s and I, we were sitting next to each other watching TV and I was like, hmm, hmm, hmm like being like that. And he looked at me and he was like, what more can I give you? I'm sitting right next to you. I'm holding your hand. Do you want me to bleed on you? Like what more do you want from me? And 
I don't, I didn't know. I was sort of like my dog, my dog doesn't know what he wants sometimes. So he'll just scratch on the refrigerator or the dishwasher. I'm kind of like that. And she has this amazing boyfriend who's a chef. And, and when I say amazing, what I really mean, I'm conflating that with being a chef. Yeah. If you're dating a chef, you can't take that for granted. I mean, compared to like the other men there, it's just like, oh, oh mean. so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So any final thoughts? Like we said, we're going to do a part two where we deep dive into Can't Amanda's wait. relationship. I'll say that watching Sierra and Paige together in bed in the mornings really makes me miss you. Like, I think of you in those moments. Like, I think of, like, how much fun it is when at the beginning of things, when you don't know where something's going with a guy and you're talking, you're you're just catching up on factoids. And there's no one who I love judging relationships more than with you. And and I just, I I, I have nostalgia. I truly nostalgia when they were all in bed with Amanda being like, this is a serious problem. You need to get out of this. My reaction was like, oh, the good times. The when good time a friend out of a relationship. I mean, I've been that friend in my early twenties. I was the girl that people were like, "Okay, um, you get, end it before it ends in a nuclear explosion." Um, and I was like, "No, I want to see what it looks like." But oh yeah, they're gonna get divorced, right? We know this. I don't know. I mean, so yes, Caroline and I have both been on both sides of that, where we're trying to force someone out of a relationship, and we are someone, also, you know. The community is trying to get us out of it. The community has pitchforks towards us as well. But I have learned that that is not the route that works to try to force someone out of a relationship. I think the only way to go is to just listen and listen until advice is asked for. But yes, I wish they would get divorced. I'm like, no one should give their opinions unless they're asked, but these fuckers should get divorced. (laughs) And it's a waste of time. I will represent her in court. I will. I'll ask him to, I'll actually represent him in court and have him wear his mullet wig. I'll be like, and I'll say, this is who you married. How dare you marry the guy in the mullet wig at the party and then say when that. When you're you that think- hot. Like she's wasting that. She's so I know, hot. Like I why? Know. She has huge natural boobs. Why is she wasting that? Like, okay. So this is something I've actually wanted to talk to you about, which is yeah. boobs. Yeah. And how I'm like really feeling the jealousy for them. Anyone would feel the jealousy of Amanda's boobs. She has some of the best boobs that have ever been seen. I need a pair of like I, I and a part of me is like, okay, it'd be reasonable if I bought like B's probably, but like, why not just get C's? Yeah, why not? They hurt my back. I don't know. No, they won't. C's won't hurt your back. But it would be so much fun. Maybe I'll just do it for like a summer abroad. You know, like can I, I wish there was like a payment. You plan can't take where you them get out. Boobs. I mean, you can, but it's like expensive. I know. Do it. Why not? I don't know. Do I'll, what you want. I'll, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's funny because so many people have told me not to do it. But then it's also, you know, people told me not to get bangs. And guess what? It was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. I'm agnostic on this one. I love plastic surgery, but I also think you're beautiful. Thank you. I, I am kind of agnostic, too. Like, I could see myself never doing it. And the, honestly, the thing that holds me back the most is the idea of multiple surgeries. Yeah. I wish I could just get a shot. Can you not? I thought you could get like some sort of fat injection there. It's hard. It, it doesn't like look like it, it takes a lot of weird maneuvers to oh. look like even. Okay. But, you know, stay tuned. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Your, your dress choices will change. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's true. Well, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. We love 
the distraction that this provides in moments of, you know, democracy being lost in the darkness in this country. Like sometimes I just need to see a 4th of July party that had I been drinking, I would have been blackout at by 3 p.m. Yep. Sometimes we need it. Love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. Right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.